Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's start by uh, taking a look at a video that Billy insisted we start with. Hey guys, it's Billy. I am here in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and this is a very big day for Billy on the Street because we are here at our first ever Julia Roberts-themed obstacle course. Yes, this is the beginning of our Julia Ropsicle course, an obstacle course which will be run by a very special contestant where each obstacle refers to a different moment in Julia Roberts' two decades-plus career as one of America's most popular actresses. There is nothing else like this on Earth, and I am so excited. And another thing I'm very excited about, we have an amazing contestant who will be running this obstacle course. She's back on Billy on the Street for the second time. It's the one and only Rachel Dratch. How are you, Rachel? Good. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. How are you feeling? Good. I'm a little scared, too. Okay. I think it's going to be great. Now, Rachel, let's bring everyone up to speed. This is a chance for you to redeem yourself on Billy on the Street because last season you were on the show and you played a game where I asked you to name 20 white people in 30 seconds. Isn't that true? Yes. I failed the task. I was, it was embarrassing. Yes. And Rachel had a complete meltdown on national television and it was all over the internet, wasn't it, Rachel? It got me a lot of attention, actually. Okay, perfect, perfect. But this is your chance to redeem yes. yourself. We're going to put four minutes on the clock. Okay. Take your mark right there. Take your mark right there. Okay, Rachel Dratch, when I say go, I will explain the first obstacle. I will be providing direction and encouragement along the way. When I say go, you go. Okay, here we go. On your marks, Rachel Dratch. Get set. Go! Okay, the first obstacle is based on Aaron Brockovich. Crawl through this lake and find your Oscar in the contaminated river. Crawl through the contaminated lake. It may contain the cancer-causing agent Hexavalium Chromium like in the movie. Find the Oscar. Find the Oscar, Rachel. Time is ready. Yeah. There you have it. Let's go. Next obstacle. Throw it down. Throw it down. Next obstacle. Okay, now you're having a diabetic attack. I'm going to force feed you this orange juice like Sally Field does in the movie to Julia. Okay, drink the juice, Shelby. Drink the juice. Drink the juice, Rachel. Drink the juice, drink the juice. You got it? You got it? Okay, great. That's good enough. Let's That's go. That's a lot of Next juice. Obstacle. Next obstacle. Okay, now it's the Pelican Brief, a holiday classic. Find the dead pelican in this barrel of crude oil. Find the pelican. Find it, Rachel. Find the pelican. Find the dead pelican. You got it, yes. Yes, now say I'm a law student. I'm an old, old I'm law student. student. I'm an old Yes, okay. Now let's go. Let's go. Now pick up this legal pad and try to make sexual tension with your co-star Denzel Washington. Make sexual tension. I can't get the cap up. Oh, come on. Let's do it, Rachel. He's in flight. I He's need in a flight. Heart. Oh, come on. Let's just go. Fine. Here we go. Here we go. Next movie is The Mexican. What's the matter? Didn't see it? Crawl through this burrito tunnel and find the picture of James Gandolfini. He was hard to spot in that there's movie, but he was a, in it. Wait, there's a picture Rachel, in this tunnel? James Rachel, Gandolfini. find James Gandolfini. In the tunnel? Yes. No, no. No, Rachel. Rachel, find James Gandolfini. Oh, shit. Guacamole. He is. No, that's Brad Pitt. Oh. That's Brad Pitt. Well, can't I Look in the guacamole. By the way, will people at Chipotle please stop telling me that the guacamole is extra? I'm fine with it. Rachel, Here. crawl out. You're in a burrito, Rachel. You're in a burrito. Okay, good. You found James Gandolfini. There he is. Okay, now, now, Julia was named one of the 50 most beautiful women in the world, but we all know she's the most beautiful. So take that black spray paint and black out the faces of these other horrible actresses. That's Hillary Swank. Yes, good. Come on, time's running out. 
Angelina, yes, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Then Julia did the horrible movie Mirror, Mirror. Signed the contract to do Mirror, Mirror, and then go up the stairs and slide down the Julia Roberts career slide. Yes, it happens to every actress of a certain age. You didn't tell me there's gonna be so much slime the career slide. Oh, there she goes, now. No, 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 that's Sandra Bullock. Get away, Sandra Bullock. Stop taking all her roles. Let's go, you're in the meatballs from Eat, Pray, Love. Oh my God, the there's meatballs. actual tomato sauce all over my you're ass. In the okay. meatballs. Okay, now ah! write a note to your niece, actress Emma Roberts. Write whatever you want, she'll just be happy to hear from you. I heart, what does that I say? love you. I love you, great. Julia. Here we go, time's running out. Let's go, Rachel, okay. All right, wait, here are your babies. Here are the twins ah! Julia had. Take them and carry them around Taos, New Mexico, where you live. Okay, now, Rachel, Rachel, now Julia did the movie Valentine's Day. She was in the movie for two minutes. She made $10 million. Find her paycheck in this pile of shit. Go, Rachel. Find Julia Roberts' paycheck in this pile of shit. This pile of human shit. Find it, Rachel. We need the paycheck. We need the paycheck. Time is running out. There, there it is. One more obstacle. One more obstacle. Hi, Richard Gere. Okay, this is Julia Roberts' mountain. Take the toothbrush. No! Take the toothbrush, brush your teeth, brush your huge teeth and say, I'm just a girl standing in front of these enormous teeth. I'm just a girl and standing in front of these enormous teeth, hoping for a boy to love me. Yes, okay, fine, now climb up her huge mouth. Come down her slide into the pile of money. Time's running out. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Did, did she do it? Did she do it? She wins! You did it, Rachel! You did it, Rachel Dress! Oh, win, slimy in here! Oh, you win the obstacle course! What did I win? Yes, you win! Oh, it's a dishwasher! You win a dishwasher, Rachel Dratch! You did it! You are redeemed on Billy on the Street! Oh, How are you feeling? I feel good, and I can name one white person, that's Julia Roberts! Yes, exactly! Woo! Thank you, Rachel Dratch, congratulations! We love you on Billy on the Street! That is our first ever Julia Roberts Rossicle course! We'll be right back! Billy on the Street! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Rachel Dratch, and tonight's guest, Billy Eichner. Ah, oh, so that's one of the weirdest things we've ever done, and I'm so proud of it. I didn't know there'd be so many um, wet elements to the whole thing, so it was a complete I surprise. I knew there would be. Yes. Anyways, that was um, every time I've done your show. I don't know how many times. Well, we've done a bunch person. of YouTube videos together, and yes. then you've. You, Forest Hills State of Mind. Forest Hills State of Mind was the first one about how I grew up in Forest Hills. Then I asked you to name 20 white people. You couldn't do it. Yes. Then Which I, actually, that I would have wanted to say, the name 20 white people. Okay, so let me explain that. So I was um, just, first he gave me the, the um, challenge to name six Asian actors in, I don't know, 30 seconds or something. So I did it. It was kind of hard when you're just like on the spot like that. And then when he said, and then next one, name 20 white people, I was, well, you know, because I thought it was going to be something real and I couldn't do it. But now I understand when he, when he goes up to, like the, the one, the clip from your promos where you went up to someone and you just said, name a woman. Yeah. And she's just like, this is so hard. <laughs> but I kind of understand that now that I couldn't name 20 white people. Yeah. It's like a social experiment. It's yes. a fancy way of putting it. So, um, yeah, you are the only, I've done more videos with you than any other single person, and I love you. 
I'm honored. Yes, um, thank you. I'm honored. So, as a moderator here, let's get serious. Yeah. No, um, I just like I thought I'd start by asking. Well, I know you were kind of a drama geek in high school. Is that I right? Was. And you were an actual child actor too. I was a child actor in New York. Yeah. And what did I, you I do did, as a child actor? I didn't do that much. I did a few commercials. I had a really good singing voice when I was a kid, um, and I would love Broadway. <laughs> Surprise. And. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I really did, and I would go on theater auditions. I was always too tall to, to play a kid. Problem. Yes. Yeah, to play so, a kid, to play a kid. Because okay. I was a kid, you know. Oh, I was always like, okay. I was always like six two, was like an obese oh. and gay, and you know, not very appealing to a casting director. Um, but I did do a few things. I played John Goodman's son in a sketch on Saturday Night Live when I was oh, twelve. Okay. Yeah, and it was like a little glorified cameo, and they needed uh, like a kid who looked like John Goodman. <laughs> And when you're 12 years old and insecure, all you want to hear is, you look exactly like John Goodman. Um, but I got to do that, and then I kind of stopped acting because I was a nerd, and I went to Stuyvesant, and I was going to be like a math science person. Whoa. And then I went to Northwestern, and I, did a, I went back to theater because that's really what I wanted to do. And I took really serious acting class at Northwestern, and I was in an acting class every day for three years with Kristen Schaal, who some of you might know. And it was a really serious acting class. And Kristen Shaw and I literally did like Greek tragedy together. Not I wish ironically. Roll clip on that. that I would know, be so I wish. Awesome. I so wish someone was recording that. And we did all kinds of serious scenes together, and it's pretty funny how we ended up. Now you just had oh first of all, Billy's show premieres tomorrow night, so let's just Get that Thank you. out there. Thank you. Um, and there was just a big article about you in the New York Times. I, was I know, like, that was kind of crazy. You've arrived. That's pretty awesome. But one Thank thing you. that I gleaned from that was that at your bar mitzvah, you had double-themed bar mitzvah, <laughs> Madonna and Phantom of the Opera. You just couldn't decide. Yeah, so actually, if we're being accurate, okay. the theme was Broadway meets pop music. Because I couldn't decide which one I wanted. I'm so gay. It's just <laughs> tragic. Um, and so all the kids' tables were named after pop singers that were big at the time. And all the parents' tables were named after Broadway oh, shows. Okay. And my table was named Madonna. And my parents' table was named The Phantom of the Opera. Okay. And, okay. and it was also the early 90s. So like one of the tables was named Jesus Jones. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> and one of the tables was named Seal because he had just come out. Oh and my gosh. I also had a life size cardboard cutout of Madonna in like her cone bra phase on one side of the DJ booth in like a garter belt at my bar mitzvah party. And then on the other side of the DJ booth, a life size cutout of the Phantom of the Opera, obviously. And that picture is visible in the um, Forest Hill State of Mind video. Yes. Because you reference I, I took Madonna. some photos from my bar mitzvah yes. party and we if put that in the video. you want to see those pictures, that's where you go. They're on YouTube. Um, now, let me look into my old-fashioned... They don't have notebooks here at the Apple Store. <laughs> this is the old days. Um, oh, I, okay, I, let's see. Oh, oh wait, th this is just a base. I didn't need a notebook to ask this, but I did have a question of, like, how did you evolve from... If you were in all these plays and everything, then you graduate college, and then... No, I first met you when you were doing your, your live talk show, Creation Nation. Yeah. And so how did you veer from, you know, auditioning and being in plays and stuff to having your own thing and doing this kind of talk show meets Game raccoon show, kind of thing. thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best description ever. Um, uh, let's see. What did I do? Well, I got back to New York and I was always weird. You know, like, I was always an oddball 
And I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get arrested as an actor. I couldn't get an agent or anything. And I was always picked to be funny in plays. Not to improvise, but that I would be cast in a funny role in a play. And I thought, where do the funny people go? So I went to Upright Citizens Brigade. And ah, I took okay. all the classes. Um, and then I did not join an improv team because I didn't feel that's what I wanted to do either. Then I took this weird stand-up comedy class oh. with me and like old ladies late at night. Really? It was very strange. Yeah. Just Where because was that? It was I'm like intrigued. in a weird building on like 32nd Street and 7th Avenue, a lovely part of town. Um, and it was very strange, but I needed a teacher <laughs> to force me to write. You know, because okay. I didn't have the discipline. And the teacher was actually really nice to me and encouraged me to keep going. So I was doing improv, I was writing, and then I came up with the idea that I wanted to do a live talk show because I really love talk shows. And that's what Creation Nation okay. was. Creation Nation, this live talk show that I did uh, at Ars Nova, a theater on 54th Street that does a lot of alt comedy stuff. And I did versions of it at UCB and Joe's Pub and all over town. And I took on this very celebrity-obsessed Persona, as okay, you know, okay. you used to see yeah, the show and sometimes yeah. you're on the show. But I thought that was just you, actually. Right, well, like, it's like I mean, me times it's you 10. you times 10. Okay, yeah. I didn't know it was times 10. Yeah, so... Okay, now I know. Okay. Um, I'm not <laughs> screaming constantly. Right, right. I scream most of the time, but not constantly. <laughs> um, and then... That show developed like a big cult following in New York, and I started to take the videos and put them on YouTube. And I'm oh, condensing okay. many years of work. But, and then Funnier Die got in touch with me. They okay. started posting my man on the street videos. Oh, because the idea was, I'm this celebrity-obsessed guy. What if instead of just doing it on stage, I take it to the street and see what happens when I shove it in someone's face? As if The, oh, the original idea was that I, like I uh, was going to go to my Korean dry cleaner and ask her her opinion on my headshots. Because when you're a young, struggling actor in New York, headshots are everything, <laughs> right? Everyone's spending an obscene amount of money on headshots. I don't know if they still do this because I'm old now. Do they still do this? Yeah, so it's the stupidest thing ever because your friend could take a photo of you and it would be fine, right? Um, but I spent, you know, $1,400 to have, like, some photographer in the West Village take photos of my weird face, which is always going to be weird, no matter how much money you're spending. So I thought that would be funny to take it to my dry cleaner and ask her her opinion as if it's something the world should weigh in on. And that evolved into me asking general pop culture questions to people on the street. Anyway, the videos went viral, and then I went out to Funny or Die, and I pitched them this idea, and I said, I don't know if you're doing TV shows, but... I do have this idea to turn it into a weird cash cab, pop culture okay. kind of thing, game show. And they liked it, and then we did it. All right. But that, that story, that's like literally, the first time I made a Man on the Street video was 2004. And then I did, got my TV show in 2011. It's that's long how time. long it takes. Yeah. It is, yeah. For some people. Um, no, if you don't look too. like Ashton Kutcher, no, it takes too, that long too. sometimes. Exactly. Oh, no, wait. Okay, no, I don't know if when you want to know the clip, but I did want to know, in the New York Times article, it mentioned that you know Joan Rivers somehow, that you met her, and she kind of mentored you a little bit. How did yeah. you first run into her? She, uh, when, I, when Creation Nation, uh, when I was doing Creation Nation, uh, I got some press for it, and it was well-reviewed in the New York Times, and I guess... Bravo came to see me, and we did a pilot at Bravo back in 2006. It was my first TV job, and Bravo wanted to, this is before Andy Cohen had his show, and kind of before Joan Rivers' renaissance of the past few years, I would say, and they wanted to do a show that was like The View, but primetime, and instead of Barbara Walters and four different kinds of women, it was Joan Rivers and four different types of gay guys, right? I would watch kind of the a fun idea, of right? I'm very Bravo, you know. Um, and 
Andy Cohen was one of the guys and I was one of the guys. I guess I was like the Joy Behar. Um, <laughs> seriously. And then there were two other guys and the pilot wasn't picked up, but Joan and I stayed really good friends and she was really supportive. She'd come to my live shows, even for 50 people at a black box theater, uh, the way that you would also. And, you know, there, whenever I would have moments of panic, like what, you know, like, People are telling me I'm talented, but I have no health insurance and I'm broke. I don't know what to do. Joan would encourage me to keep going. Um, and she's the greatest, and I love her. All right. That's it. I do. Uh, <laughs> um, I did. I, I tweeted <laughs> That's that. That's the funniest I tweet- applause. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tweeted that we were going to do this, and so a few people. One person asked um, to ask you, who, what Meryl Streep character would you dress as for Halloween? Because we wow. know you love Meryl Streep. Yeah, there's an ongoing so obsession on my show about Meryl Streep. Uh, yeah. what, what would I dress as? Probably the River Wild. I would just be in a raft with Kevin Bacon for an hour and a half. Okay. White water rafting. Okay. What a, that was a realistic role for her. <laughs> she can do anything, that. though. Um, Should what? we show a clip, maybe? Yeah, sure. Let's okay. show a clip. Okay, great. Let's see. Uh, do you want to pick? or? I don't know what they are. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks for moderating, Rachel. <laughs> um, well, they told me what they are before the show. So The lightning round. Yeah, so this is, I believe, the, the lightning round from the season premiere tomorrow night. So let's take a look. Oh, okay. I've got cash in hand, and I'm ready to give it away if I can find anyone who knows anything. Let's go. Miss, miss, for a dollar, shake your fist and yell, Carol. Carol! Yes, there you go. Thank you. Ladies, for a dollar, name three white people. Go, three white people. You can do it. Three famous? Or? Yes, famous. Uh, um, um, Three white people. Go. Matthew McConaughey. Yes, two more. Um, 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 one more white people. Ashton Kutcher. Yes, one more. And and one more white person. Oh, come five, four, three, two, one. Oh, Miss for a dollar. Did you know that I do a voice on Bob's Burgers? Oh my God, that's my favorite show ever. I do a voice on. Wait, it. who are you? I, I was, I was, I was, I was that the librarian. Oh my The librarian? Oh my god. Who, who hates books? Are you shitting me right now? No, I'm not. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Oh, well, you should. <laughs> <laughs> you watch this show, Billy on the Street? No. F- you! Miss, Twitter is a force. Twitter is a force. Yes, bitch! Miss, there are gay guys on HBO. What? I saw them. There are gay guys on HBO. I saw them. Carrie Underwood. Oh my god. Carrie Underwood. Julianne Huff. Ah, miss, you're gonna binge watch this? Oh my god. Oh. Sir, for a dollar, hide. Hide. Hide? Hide. Yes, yes, let's take it. Take it, keep hiding, keep hiding. Hide, hide, let's go, let's go, let's go. Very sophisticated program. Um, what's your what's your weirdest like someone not reacting well story or does everyone just react okay? Most people react okay. A lot of people don't speak to me. They'll just keep walking. One older lady slapped me across the face once, really hard. Wow. Yeah, because I I, I asked her something involving the term blowjob and she did not like that. <laughs> and I loved it though. I thought good for her. She should have slapped me across the face. More people should. Oh, now somebody asked me to ask you um, if you'll ever take this on the road. Like, will you go to other cities ever and do Billy on the Street? Or does it have to be New York kind of thing? Um, I think this particular version of the show is very New York. Um, Obviously, we depend a lot on New York 
attitude and the diversity of people here. But I think it would, you know, Conan, I did some segments for Conan. He sent me to Indianapolis to cover the Super Bowl a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And then to Israel because I was basically following Madonna's tour around. It's a long story. I didn't story. know about that. Long story. Okay. Um, but, you know, it worked really well there, too. I don't think you can do it in L.A. You know, you need to do it cities that have some energy, like pedestrian cities. And we'll see. We're kind of playing around with the idea, something I've never said in public before, what? about maybe doing some type of movie, Ooh. which maybe would be like some sort of road trip of some sort. But we'll that see. That sounds good. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. You guys like that idea? Yes. I like that idea. We'll see. Now, Do you have $10 million? <laughs> the, um, all the little, like... Who comes up with all the games? You, like, how many? I know Ju- Julie Klausner writes my, for you. My, my best and friend. You got how many writers do you have? Or is it just you coming up with all this? No, 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 no. Uh, I could never take the credit for that. Uh, it is not a traditional writers' room because the show. You know, we come up. Basically, what happens is uh, I hire some writers, and this year we were so lucky. You know, when we first started the show, no one knew who the hell I was really outside of a little cult here in New York and on YouTube. Uh, my first email when I got the show was to Julie Klausner. Do you guys know Julie? <laughs> She's a genius. She has a podcast called How Is Your Week? She's a redhead, and she's uh, the, the funniest, smartest, quickest person I know. So Julie's been working on the show since the first season, and this year we have Jake Fogelnest, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, who's the best, cool. and, and, so, and some guest writers. So Julie, Jake, and I, and then a couple of alternating guest writers sit around in a room for about four to five weeks before I start filming. And every day I'll come in and I'll say, all right, what the hell are we going to do this season? And we come up with the games and, you know, everyone gets assigned certain questions or certain multiple choice questions or lightning round questions. And then I kind of oversee it and rewrite things. And uh, that's, and I don't know, somehow at all, I kind of go through everything and I write a lot on my own also. And somehow we end up with the list of things we're actually going to do. And then we'll get, like, someone will say, oh, Rachel Dratch is willing to do the show. And I'll say, all right, what should we do with Rachel? Like, look look at what we've done with her before. What can we do that's new, that's fun? And then we pitch you ideas, and you say, I don't know, okay. And um, (laughs) thankfully, you're always very uh, generous. And uh, that's kind of how it works. What about that one where um, the birdcage was the gift? What was that one? So that's the one bad experience I've had (laughs) with a celebrity guest on the show which was last season Nas, the rapper, <laughs> did Billy on the Street. And it was surprising to me that he even agreed to do it. I, I wouldn't think it's on his radar. And I don't think it was, actually. <laughs> and he came to do it, and we played a game, and we played a few games with him. We played a game called Media Mogul or Rabbi. Oh, that was hilarious. And I, list, I would run down a list oh of actual God. Jewish names, and so he would funny. tell me if it's you know Harvey Weinstein or like the great Rebbe Menachem Schneerson. And, <laughs> He would tell me if it's a media mogul or a rabbi, and he was actually good at the game. And then, but he was just did did not get me and was not prepared. I think so. Whoever represents him had not fully prepared him for how I am on the show. And I gave him. We give out all kinds of weird prizes. We don't give actual great prizes. And so I gave him a bird cage, and he did not like that. And he was like, "I don't even have a fucking bird, man." And he he was really angry, and he walked away after the game. And uh, I was like, okay, thanks, Nas. Thanks for being here. And he was like, all right, man, I got to go. And then before he went into his car, I ran up to him and I said, hey, I just want to thank you for doing it. You know, that was fun. I actually think it's going to be funny. And he was like, yeah, man. He was like, it was weird. It was weird. And uh, I was like, okay, Nas, have it your way. Um, but then all my, when that actually aired, um, and actually, I shouldn't say this, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> 
His team uh, asked us not to air it, but I said, fuck you, prepare him better. I think it's funny, and we're going to put it on the show, and we did, and that's fine. It, it is funny, because I think I heard about it this. It's so harmless. It's Me, funny you know, to see like, get a bird. sense of humor. It is funny to see his face when he gets the birdcage. He's, like, so disappointed. Um, um, I will say this, though, to be fair to Nas, and, and I'm always fair to Nas. Uh, I think his aggression was trying to be funny. You know, like, it, it, it kind of dawned okay. on me later that maybe it was a choice that he made, like an acting choice, and maybe it wasn't the right choice, but that it was a choice, and that he's not that and Choices way. are what matter yeah. in the biz, people. Okay. Why are um, you laughing? Um, <laughs> Nas made, made a bad choice. Should we do the next clip? Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe the for a dollar segment? For a dollar. So this is the for a dollar segment from tomorrow night's season premiere. Hey guys, I'm Billy Eichner and this is Funnier Dies Billy on the Street, a music and pop culture game show. And now it's time for this week's edition of For a Dollar. And if we put some haters on blast along the way, well that's just how it is now in Obama's America. Let's go. Sir, for a dollar, name a movie. Go. Uh, Radio Shack. Yes. What? Radio Shack? Yes. Well, that's a store. Uh... Excuse me. Goodbye. Sir, just want to remind you that Blake Lively is available to do features. Believe it or not, I'm not listening to you. What? Blake Lively is available to do features. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Yeah, that's most people's response. Miss, for a dollar, hug me if you think Queen Latifah is full of sh**. Thank you. There you go. Bye. Miss, for a dollar, have you yet to recover from the pleasure of watching New Girl after the Super Bowl? I didn't watch it. Oh, why? I just didn't have time. It's a super-sized episode. God damn it! Miss, for a dollar, Jimmy Fallon needs to stop it with those f***ing xylophones already. They need to do a lot more than that with them. They need to get f***ing rid of them. That's right. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. The best part of that is that I just literally before here came from doing uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And I don't think he's seen that clip yet. <laughs> I'm so bad at doing that, like, confrontational man on the street. Like, do you ever get, like, that would make me so nervous to go up to people. Like, the guy that was like, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, do you ever get scared for sort of, like, breaking social convention? Or is that just not even a thing for you? Um, when we first started doing it, I remember the very first time I shot a man on the street video. I remember it very vividly many years ago. Uh, we were in Washington Square Park, and a friend of mine was behind the camera, and I had to circle around the park like 10 times before I worked up the courage to talk to somebody. Because it's actually not in my nature oh, really? to do that. No, 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 no. Like, I can be outlandish on stage, but to actually go up to a real person, I mean, that's an insane thing to do. Now, all these years later, I could probably do anything. I, I mean, I've gotten so shameless. It's pathetic. So I kind of just slip into Billy on the street mode, and whatever happens, happens. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay. that does. Um, it's a very deep I, process. Uh, um, now, what about you've been on Parks and Rec a bunch, too, now? Yes. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. How did that come about? Did Amy just call you, or was there like a part that was right for you? Did um, they create that part for you? How did that all work? Uh, well, A, it's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, after Billy on the Street, which I love. But that's different. I made that for myself. Right, you know, right. it's nice to be asked to do something. I don't have to do all the fucking work all the time. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but you know what happened is that I heard... Uh, 
I knew kind of through the grapevine. Well, Rashida Jones was on Billy on the Street last year, who I okay. love. And she's so funny. And she kind of let me in on the, something I didn't know, which is that the writer's room at Parks and Rec are big Billy on the Street fans. And they would watch my YouTube videos. And they were watching Billy on the Street. And uh, Mike Shore, who created Parks and Rec with Greg Daniels and uh, Dan Gore, uh, he, we became Twitter friends. And you know what's so funny? I have all these agents and managers and all this bullshit, you know? <laughs> That you work years. Then you years. get stuff through Twitter. What? Then you get jobs through Twitter. Yes, that's not even a lie. <laughs> so Mike Sher and I started a Twitter friendship. And I remember, not to talk down about anyone that represents me, because I love them and they work hard. But it's just a funny, interesting Hollywoody story, which is that I was talking to my managers. I was like, you know, I hear I have some fans at Parks and Rec. I, I don't know what that means, but it would be fun for me just to go and talk to Mike Sher. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Never happened. Fine. And then... Uh, I was, became Twitter friends with Mike Shore, and I actually sent him a, 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 a DM on Twitter. and um, Direct message. Direct message. And I said, hey, Mike, it's Billy. And I knew he was following me and like retweeting some of my jokes and stuff and retweeting my videos, so I knew he knew me. And I was like, I don't know. I know you're very busy, but I'm in L.A. If you ever want to meet up, I would love to meet you guys. I'm a huge fan. And he wrote right back, and he was like, yeah, come in for a meeting like next Tuesday at 3 o'clock. And I was like, after years of asking my people to get me this meeting. It happened on Twitter in five minutes. So, and then I went, I met with Mike and Dan and we sat around for two hours talking and they were such fans and I was so honored and we just talked about everything and Parks and Rec and how they were developing Brooklyn Nine-Nine at the time. And then uh, a, couple of months a, a couple of months after that, I got a DM from Mike Shore saying, hey, Billy, I think we have a part for you. And I was like, he was like, would you want to do? And I was like, let me think about it. Um... Yes, I would love to do it. And then it happened, and it's, they're so nice. So you know, they're so great. And then at the same time, I developed a relationship with Amy, who did that Christmas Carol, Billy on the Street video. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And Amy's actually on that same day that we shot the Christmas Carol, we shot other segments that will be on Billy on the Street this year with Amy. And so she and I developed a relationship, and then it just kind of snowballed at the same time, and it happened. And uh, it's great. They are so Nice. It's the loveliest group of people. Hi, guys. My name is Alyssa. I actually have a question for both of you. Yeah. So I'm an, I am an aspiring comedian. So what advice would you give yourselves to like aspiring comedians and like yourself when you were starting out in the field? I would well, one thing I would say, perform as much as possible because getting in front like classes are great and I recommend them. But then getting up in front of the audience, you learn so much every time. So that's one thing. And then the other thing I would say is think about writing too because like when I first started I didn't really want to be a writer or anything but then you learn it took me a long time like the, that's where your power is so you don't have to keep waiting for the phone to ring and audition and all that so um, you know think about what you would create yourself instead of waiting for other people to create it for you that's my advice I would do porn I would fuck everyone <laughs> I see uh, literally everyone everyone in the store everyone in this audience because you never know Thank you. Hello. Hi. Uh, my sister actually PA'd for your program. And Who is she? Her name is Julie, and she had a great time. Oh, she good. loved it. The PAs rule my show. They're the hardest working PAs in show business. No kidding. I thank them every time because they're the ones who go up to the people and get the releases signed after I scream at them. She's, she's had some wonderful tales about it. I'm sure. And, um, I'm just wondering, like, running that whole time and screaming... Does that take a toll on you by the end of the day? Uh, yeah, it's horrible. 
Uh, no, I mean, it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, it's also, exa- yeah, it's exhausting and, you know, it's worth it. The final product, I love it. It's my baby and, and people like it and that, that means a lot. Um, it's, it's not easy. I don't want to be the guy that complains about the TV show. Um, but, you know, it requires a lot of physical energy. It's not like doing Parks and Rec or something scripted. You know, that's a very controlled environment. Uh, and this is what you see is what you get. We don't cast people. You know, we don't know who I'm going to see every day. I could get who knows what could happen. You know, like, I don't know. So it's, it's a lot. But it's also, I think, what people appreciate about the show in a way. On some level, people know how hard it is, I think. Hi. Now that you're getting more popular, what do you do when people recognize you while you're filming? Um, it's a nice mix. This past season was a nice mix of people who knew me and people who didn't. Uh, and if people know me and make that known and, you know, want to take a photo or talk to me or whatever, I will totally do that. But they won't be on the show, you know, because you need to keep it spontaneous. And, you know, I'm on Fuse. There's a lot of people who don't know the show. So, uh... <laughs> You know, for better or for worse, I mean, that's just, I mean, a lot of the clips are popular online, but there's, we're in New York. You know, I could walk up and down 23rd Street a million times in one hour, and the people keep refreshing themselves. You know, there's so many people, and they're from all over the country and all over the world sometimes. So there's a lot of people here, and I, right now we're not having the problem where so many people know me that I can't do it. So, and if I have to go to Africa and start doing it, I said road trip movie. So <laughs> we'll see. Hi, Billy. I'm a huge fan. I was just wondering, you. when you're talking to people on the street, do you ever regret the joke you make or the direction you go, or is it just all spontaneous and it kind of works that way? Um, do I ever regret, like, if I said something to offend them or something? Well, okay, I shouldn't say regret, but maybe thought, oh, I should have gone another direction. <laughs> no. Maybe that you should have gone another direction with it and you saw a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always think to yourself, this is just about improv in general, I think. Maybe you have a different opinion that oh, if I had only said that, you know, like you walk away and I'm like, ah, I should have said this other joke, you know, like, why didn't I think of that a second earlier? But, you know, I shoot so much that you just kind of have to keep going. You know, I definitely have many regrets. Hi, Belly. Um, I discovered you through Parks and Rec and I've recently become like obsessed, watched a bunch of YouTube videos of you. Thank you. Um, I saw one you did with a little girl and I was wondering how that was working with kids and whether you're going to try that out more. I'm a teacher myself, and kids say the darndest thing. So, they do. Um, they do. They really do. <laughs> um, was that, which game was that? Weekend at Bernie's or Django Unchained? It was, it, yeah, it was, it was that little, little girl. With and, the squeaky voice? Yeah. yeah and so by we, the way, a dog took a shit in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. what happens on our show sometimes, <laughs> is that I'm playing a game with this adorable little girl. The game was called Weekend at Bernie's or Django Unchained. And I, 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 I played with a little girl who has no idea what these movies are. And I, I would read a fact about each movie, and she had to tell me whether it referred to A Weekend at Bernie's or Django Unchained. And, you know, we don't script these things. You know, now she's a little girl, so we had to get her parents' permission, obviously, because I would not do that. I mean, legally, and also just, you know, as a human, I wouldn't do that. But in the background, but we didn't tell her anything. We didn't prep her at all. She just wanted to play a game, and we said, okay, great, her parents, can we do it? Great, let's do it. This game is weakened at Bernie's or Django, or Django Unchained. And she played amazingly well. She just could pronounce things and because she was really young. And then behind, we're filming in Soho, and behind her, a dog is taking a huge crap on the sidewalk. And the guy's picking, and you could see it, and we try to cut around it as much as possible, but we couldn't totally get rid of it. 
And of course, on YouTube, that's the thing that everyone talks about. There's like this adorable girl playing this funny game and everyone's like, I fucking love the dog is shitting in the background. And that's, that's the world that we live in. Uh, this is related to the question asked by the lovely young woman in the back. Uh, how do you know, this morning I was on the train with Elizabeth Olsen, and how do you know when you're with two? With who? Elizabeth Olsen. You should have gotten out. I did, and uh. so did she at Christopher Street. And I was like, what? Wow, Mary, how? Martha, Marlene. Yeah, I no know. I was like, that. this whole train's going to turn into a cult. Yeah. Um, how do you know when you're too famous to take the subway in New York? Oh, I don't think when, you're how ever do you make too the famous decision? to take the subway. If you're cool, you always take the subway. I mean, I haven't taken it since my show started, but I think, <laughs> I think, no, I love the subway. We were in traffic coming down here, um, and I said, this is so stupid. We should just be on the subway. You would get here in 10 minutes. I grew up in New York. I grew up in Forest Hills. I went to high school downtown. I mean, you know, I know how the city works, and uh, I think celebrities take the subway if they're cool. You know, like, you know who wouldn't take the subway? A real housewife. You know, you know who would? Amy Poehler. You know, she, you know, people who are cool and smart and fun. What was that? Nas would probably be driving the subway. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hi. Uh, Hi. One of my favorite videos of all time is when you're leading the group of lesbians down the street. Lesbian you, lightning round. Yeah, and you pass the group of Hasidic Jews running in the opposite direction. And my question, well, I have two questions about that. One, where did you find the lesbians? And two, are you going to be using them again? Anytime soon. Um, well, thank you for that important question. Um, that is one of my favorite segments of all time. And that's a perfect example because who knew that would be so funny? You know, and, and who knew, how do we find the lesbians? Well, that's a case where we have an idea in the writer's room. And I think, I think that might have been mine because we had, uh, you know, based on the first season when not nearly as many people were watching the show as watch it now, but our little diehard core audience that found us somehow, we could tell people like the lightning rounds a lot. And so I thought, how do we spice up the lightning round and do like little theme lightning rounds? And I don't know, me or someone else said, what about you running around with a bunch of lesbians, right? And so for that, we couldn't just hit the street one day and spend 10 hours trying to find five lesbians willing to do it. So I think we went on Craigslist and we didn't tell them what they were gonna be doing. And we just said, we're looking for lesbians for a video. And they sent, I had them send, uh, they had to send me photos because I wanted a diverse array of lesbians. And I picked them, the ones that showed up, showed up and they ran around with me. They didn't know they were gonna run. That's why one of them, she doesn't run that fast. And, um, and then, but that was kind of funny too. And they were so game and funny. And then at the very end, I'm running down the street with like, I'm like, lesbians, let's go lesbians. And across from us come like 30 Hasidic Jews. And we just crossed paths, and I was like, Jews, lesbians, lesbians, Jews. Like, the lesbians laughed, the Jews laughed. And, I mean, you can plan for that, you know? Like, that's just the New York, that's why it's the best place to shoot this show, because that's not happening in Indianapolis. Hi, Billy, I love you. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> so I nice. just really need to know if you're going to be on Parks and Rec more. Uh, I am. Um... That's so nice, thank you. Uh, I think I ended up shooting 10 episodes. And I think four have aired, I think. And so there'll be six more. We just shot the season finale, which is an, I don't, it's an hour long. I don't know if, how they're airing it in two half hours. I don't know. It's, I think it's supposed to be an hour long episode. Uh, and it's crazy. There are so many guest stars, including Michelle Obama. 
which they announced already, so I'm not like dropping, leaking something I'm not supposed to, and many others, and a lot of like the Parks and Rec sort of rotating, revolving characters come in and out, and it's really fun. And I got to interact with some of my favorite, like, you know, recurring characters that I hadn't met before, like, like Purd. I get a little moment with Purd. Craig and Purd have a little meeting. And uh, that was amazing. And so I'm going to be on it more. They were just picked up for another season, which is cool. And I, hopefully I'll be around. I, I haven't heard anything official yet. But thanks. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you guys like that. It's really fun for me to do. Hi, I'm Liz. Hi. Um, my question is, what's the wildest or craziest response you've ever gotten from anybody on the street? Well, there was the woman who slapped me across the face. But in a way, the wildest response I got, there were two clips. There was one from the first season, one from the second season, which completely blew my mind. One is the woman the la last season who insisted Denzel Washington starred as the Phantom of the Opera <laughs> on Broadway. And she really insisted. You guys maybe know this clip. Uh, and she stuck, and I was like, Miss, I'm a Broadway fanatic. Denzel Washington does do plays, but he would never star as the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. And she gets in my face, and she's like, I know he did. My daughter saw it. We passed by. It was over there. It was on 45th Street. And she fights with me for like an, a minute and a half, which is a long time, you know? And I just adore her. And I ended up giving her the dollar anyway just to shut her up. But... She's incredible. We tried to locate her this year to bring her back, and we couldn't find her. Um, but I love her wherever she is. And a similar clip, um, well, no, I have to say there's also Elena. Uh, Elena's the woman who I played Quiz in the Face with in the first episode of last season who was on the way to the subway, and she has her Metro card, and like, she's like, I got to go, I got to go, but she plays the game with me. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. And we bring her back this season, and, uh, which I think people know maybe because she, she came to the, to the premiere we had at the Beacon last week, and I brought her out at the end. So it was like 1,500 Billy on the Street fans at the Beacon. And like Paul Rudd was there, which was great. I was there, great. Elena came out at the end after her episode airs, and she got a standing ovation. <laughs> I'm not kidding, from 1,500 people at the Beacon, Elena. I ran into her on the street one day, you know? I mean, she's my favorite person, and she plays against Lena Dunham in the second episode. And there's a, there's a cow involved on the street, and you have to see it. It's great. Hello. Hi. Um, I was wondering, I can only imagine how much amazing footage you have. What percentage do you end up using? Um, I don't really know what the percentage is, because I do a thing now where... Most people sign the release. We've gotten really good at explaining to people what this is and getting them to sign the release. But if they don't sign, we can't use it. So I've started doing a thing now where I only watch... I watch all the footage. I edit the episodes with two editors in LA, but I'm there every second that we edit. So I watch all the footage that we get releases for because it's too frustrating to watch a clip that I don't have a release for. I used to do it just to see what we have, and it was too painful when it was something really good and we couldn't use it because the person didn't sign. I don't know what the percentage is, but we shoot a lot. You know, you gotta shoot a lot. And we shoot all the time. We shoot in 90 degrees in August. We shot in the polar vortex, you know? So I don't know what the percentage is, but you shoot a lot to try to get good stuff and a variety of people and a variety of topics and a variety of games. And, uh, but it's crazy. The weather this time was really interesting because we shot, we shot with Joel McHale and I think it was 20 degrees outside. Uh, so that was crazy. Um, but yeah, you never know. So we just keep shooting and shooting. There's a lot of stuff that ends on the cutting room floor. But you guys see all the stuff that we like. Yeah. All right. Well, 
That well, was, Rachel. I'm a fan, just like everyone here. Thank and uh, I'm tomorrow. a fan of yours. How amazing is Rachel Drash? Oh, right? Seriously. Funniest um, person I know. So um, don't forget to watch Billy's show on Fuse, as we learned. Um, yes. <laughs> We've all, we're all uh, learning that well, on a constant, ongoing basis. Exactly. Thank you all for coming Thank tonight you guys and for so your good questions. Much. Thank and you so much. And your fandom of Billy. Thank you. Thank you, guys.